From the breeding grounds through the migration routes to the southern wintering areas, Ducks Unlimited has been conserving waterfowl habitat for 86 years. DU volunteers and supporters have helped conserve over 15 million acres, but the work isn't done yet. To play your part in the next 15 million acres, visit www.ducks.org and join our volunteer team or find an event near you. Ducks Unlimited, the world leader in wetlands and waterfowl conservation. Bottomland is Mossy Oak's original camel pattern created by Toxie Hayes over three decades ago. This pattern preserves the original design while applying advanced technology for increased effectiveness. The same field-proven components and colors, the same dirt and bark elements, the same ability to blend into dark environments and obscure a hunter's outline from every angle. Mossy Oak Bottomland. Get up. Welcome, folks. Y'all come on in and make yourself at home. This here, well, this is the Rolling Thunder Podcast. Your home for all things Rolling Thunder. This episode is brought to you by Mossy Oak, because everything is better in Bottomland. Kent Cartridge, Quality Matters, Performance Counts, Shen Gear, Waterfowl Gear that is built better, Benelli USA, Dominate the Skies, and Ducks Unlimited, the world's leader in wetlands and waterfowl conservation. Roll the dice. All right, we're live. Oh boy! Welcome. Oh, we're here. I welcome we're to the Rolling it. Thunder podcast. Let this the thunder a, roll. This is a rough crowd. This is this <laughs> this is nap time, and I'm four beers in. Oh, it is two thirty in the afternoon on January the eighth, and we're podcasting from the mud room here at North Delta Duck Club. We are on it. We are uh, licking our wounds. The Ducks won today, fair to say. They haven't been winning, but they started winning again. It's not about the killing. It's about (laughs) the experience and enjoying camaraderie there in the The camaraderie. Yeah, I mean, guys, it's it's okay. You you know who says that? Guys that don't kill much. (laughs) Yeah, that's yeah, that's who says that. Yeah, The, the guys that are killing don't care. Well, sure was a beautiful sunset. I don't know if any of those kind of people were there today. It was not enjoyable. <laughs> and I'm Man, sorry. I know that not. y'all enjoyed it less than I did. At, le- at least you're wearing the same britches. <laughs> Which is uh, something I cannot say has always been the case for me around here. All right. Let's kick it off. Let's Ooh. go right into it, Brad. Take it from the top. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was kind of, I did kind of have PTSD. Somebody made some coffee this morning that was extra strong. Uh, and I was like, nah, we got to hellhole, got to the levee. And I was like, whoa, it could feel a little rumble. It's like, no, I'm not, not this good. I mean, this, this is the good. only outfitter that I know of that buys dude wipes by the case. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Literally. I, I took a picture in the God shack. I was like, this is serious. <laughs> Back behind blind six, we, we call it toilet paper alley. You can't go anywhere without stepping on. Looks like a snow goose spread by the end of the year. <laughs> and they pitch on it, too. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't been raining. It's pretty damn nasty back there. Ooh. 
Yeah. Well, is that you taking the shits right in the middle of the road? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want the leaves and shit, and I just grab onto the front of the can am and just let her go. Well, apparently y'all had what 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 happened God. the other day? Was it you that came back in the blind and somebody was stripped down to their skivvies? Yeah, and yeah. That that was a first for me. That was a first Wait, for me. How did you see that? No, uh, I heard the story last night, and he was like, "It's never happened before." I was like, "Actually, to be honest, it happened to me last year." Levy <laughs> going to hell. Somebody said that looks like a skinnier. <laughs> yeah, so I get done putting the decoys out. And uh, we hear a bunch of ducks, so I'm kind of excited. And I walk up in the back of the blind to find a half-naked, grown adult man <laughs> standing there. I'm like, sir, what kind of duck hunt do you think we are on? You said, what's going on here? I go, I'm going to have to kindly ask you to put your clothes back on, <laughs> like, like right now. This is not the time. This is not the time nor place, buddy. And uh, thankfully he did. <laughs> for everybody in the blind. What was he doing? Uh, he was hot and uh, still feeling the effects from oh, the, uh, night, the before. night before. Mm. And maybe a little that morning. I don't, I don't know. Poor guy. Yeah, but he bounced back. Smiley. That's the part of God life I just don't think I'm cut out for. Uh, it ain't buddy hunting anymore. Yeah. Here's the thing. When people ask my perspective on guiding, they're like, man, but you don't really get to hunt... 95% of the people we take are enjoyable or even more enjoyable than our friends. <laughs> yes. Like, truly. Because, like, those guys today, we had a very marginal duck hunt, but from where they come from, they at lunch they go, hey, man, you thought that was bad? We thought that was great. That was awful. They, that was awesome. <laughs> they had a great day. Did and you I'm say like, awful or awesome? Is, and I wasn't really terrible. even referring to, like, the – the, the, the numbers of, you know, ducks you're killing and that kind of stuff. I was just referring to how many people on night one let their hair down, I mean, and just go berserk. Oh, yeah. Oh, that Full tilt. That, Dude that was happened. doing a backflip in the lodge two nights ago. <laughs> yeah, big facts. Big facts. Did a not land flip. it. Broke back his toes. Yeah. Mo moved the furniture Ooh. and everything. Yeah. Was this a bet? Uh, no. This no. Was, he was just it a dare or just a... He, he just, took it upon himself. He was a diver in college. Mm. and uh, Greg Luganis, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Greg would have stuck it. Greg would have stuck it. He needed about another 30 inches for that. For that oh, backflip. it wasn't close. He almost got mm. hurt. Yeah. You, you, just, you just got to be a little bit athletic. Y'all should have perched him up on the hearth of the fireplace and had him. That way he had a little extra clearance. That way he hit the back of his head real good. Mm. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, we were nervous about that one, but he 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 lived. All right, so so give me a little bit of the backstory. How did y'all get to here? I mean, this is so for those listening. We've got Eric Reinhart, Brandon Martin, and AJ Vogler. Mm -hmm. All right, so so what? How do y'all know each other? Give me give me a little bit of backstory. Well, me and Vogler met in college. I tell this oh, story. Eight. I tell this story frequently. People said, "How how do you know Eric?" That's what comes up in the blind a lot. I said, "Well, I met Eric uh, spring semester. You rushed in the spring, didn't mm -hmm. you?" And for the first semester, I hated this guy. I mean, could not stand being around him. I just don't see that. <laughs> 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 and. and uh, could, couldn't stand being around him. He was the cockiest guy in the bar. 
shouting very loud and then it came turkey season and he said i got a hill farm we could go hunt i'm like yeah. <laughs> then you like you ain't so more. bad after yeah, all you know, i'll give this guy another <laughs> shot let me figure out if your farm's any good real quick <laughs> yeah and uh we turkey hunted one time together and <laughs> that was an interesting deal he got his first turkey i think that day no <laughs> It was not my first turkey. <laughs> it might have been your second. And, and from there on, uh, we've been frenemies. <laughs> you want to talk about that first time, how good it was? No, I think we've already covered this under a different pod, your podcast. Oh, we did? I think. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I met AJ at a bar one night, the fat cat. Oh. What what college? Like, where's home? Oh, Southeast Yelp. Missouri State, okay. Cape Girardeau. Cape Girardeau. Eric okay. was uh, farming and helping guide at uh, Kip Smith. What was the name of that club? NOS. North Ottersloo. Yeah. Hunt Club. Hunt Club. And uh, so he went there, and we were hunting state places primarily. I was usually getting mine on a regular basis. Everybody else was pulling a pill. But, uh, yeah, it was good back then, though. I was real good. And is is are y'all is Southeast Missouri home for me? Yeah, and AJ St. Louis. So okay. So Eric's from Dexter, Missouri. I'm from St. Louis. Brandon's originally from where are you from? Nashville. Nashville. My, my name's Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do here? I uh, film. Oh, I'm the okay. daybreak guy. Do all the filming. So yeah. Then Brad come along when he was well. Brad, Brad's stepdad at the time. Uh, Ricky rented a pit from Kip. So every now and then, when his pit would slow, Kip would make me take Ricky or go with Ricky, just drive Ricky to the pit, and then we just sit there and do what he said. That wasn't but, that pit wasn't slow much. No, it wasn't back in the day. No, it wasn't, and. uh Anyhow, I, I knew Brandon when he was younger, and then Ricky calls me one day and goes, Hey, I'm uh, bringing this Brandon over here to school. He needs a place to keep his guns. Are you at home? I go, No, I'm at the shop. He goes, All right, I'll just bring them there. <laughs> I mean, it's August, and here he is unloaded a couple Super Black Eagle ones, and just here this kid in a cutoff shirt with all kinds of shotguns. I'm like, man, he's got nicer guns than I do. He'd just come out of there hot from flipping chicken at zaxby's that was good that was a hell of a cook at the time and we can go into that story we can go into that story a little bit later maybe (laughs) that's awesome but yeah we we were uh we were leasing that pit from kip and i was always running into eric you know didn't didn't really uh i wasn't a good example at the time brand's 13 14 15 and i'm just smelling like liquor and alcohol at kip's every morning because i'd be driving down from cape or I was in college, and yeah. then Brad started living at your house, right? Oh yeah, yeah. very soon thereafter. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember uh, in college, I would come down. I don't know for opener a dove season, opener a teal season. I mean, he couldn't get rid of me. Oh no! And uh, yeah, we would uh, have massive parties at his house, uh, like guys sleeping on top of roofs and guys shooting AR guns out of <laughs> out of the out of the doorway and. Uh, guys throwing kegs down the hill. I mean, you never slept. He had a concrete floor, uh, you know, no flooring. I mean, it was just like this in his house. This was his house right here, like like the mother was sitting house. He lived in a house. Yeah, and every uh, every does. weekend I came down, I thought I'd get a break from drinking, but I didn't. And uh, we'd 
When you say came down, it, like came you're down talking about from SEMO, we all went to SEMO. I was okay. Uh, you he know, was five, six years, yeah, five six years behind him, and you're saying so you came down from Cape to Dexter to yeah, because that was the place hunt. I hunt, I grew up hunting in Dexter. Okay, uh, like he said, my stepdad leased a pit over there, and yeah, yeah, we stayed in the Dexter Inn every weekend, yada yada, but. uh but yeah, like I said, we'd go down there every weekend, find some kind of ducks to hunt. Whether it was the hell hole at the time that was over at Otter Slough, or on the Black River, or wherever we could find ducks to shoot. I remember the first time I think I hunted with Eric. We were hunting south of his old shop farm down at Charter Oak, and uh, oh, yeah. Nick Bamler was there. I don't even know who else was there, but we we did anything to kill a duck we literally drug pallets out and sat them in the rice so that our layout blinds weren't sitting in the water we didn't kill a damn thing but it was it <laughs> was pretty cool great idea yeah. he we had, had plenty, plenty of, of ideas too yeah plenty of ideas who plenty did brad or, or eric oh no eric, eric was, was full of ideas full of ideas yeah. he i'd like top three off the cuff what are eric's worst top three ideas Top three words. What's the time limit on this podcast? Yeah, if you asked me that uh, an hour ago, I could have came up with a list of a hundred things. Well, let me tell you my first favorite one. So Eric had that farm uh, just north of Dudley, and when he inherited, all the pits were out in the fields, right, rice fields and whatnot, and they were incredible. We just shot their teeth out of them for two years and then eric went to stan jones to hunt one one trip three-day trip to stan jones and he comes back and says all the pits are coming out of the fields and they're all going in the field rows no the real reason is because we didn't want to drive i was tired of driving out through the fields logistics were was tough Old Stan had a very big influence on this on this dirt. No, project. he hunts. He hunts in the he hunts in the levees. He don't hunt in the. It, it had a big influence either way. Yes, and uh, it, and it killed the duck hunting in Dudley, Missouri, <laughs> as we know it. He took that from a a, a fifteen hundred duck farm to about a five hundred duck farm. We went from killing ducks at ten yards to killing ducks at fifty. <laughs> <laughs> That, that, that part did happen. Hold oh, on. my God, the farmer was easier. <laughs> Hold on. I'm just getting started. I got, I got an Excel sheet over here. No, but that, 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 was, that, was, a big, that was a big faux pas. But, you know, we, we adapted and overcame and, and figured out yeah, how to They're not kill. problems. They're opportunities. Opportunities. <laughs> but then my second yeah. favorite one from over there. Uh, do you remember the year he was convinced? It was a rice field. He said, we're going all full bodies. Oh, yeah. It worked. We shot the same amount of ducks <laughs> with three times the amount of work. It so we were, running, we were running 24-inch stakes with full bodies. Oh, those old big... Shallow ad, water. Yes. Those big balloon-looking GHG no, ones. No, they were that, one piece. They were all one piece. That would fill up with water when they fell in. Just a nightmare. Oh, they were giant full bodies. Mondos. Mondos. That was just the tight asses that showed up with the two-piece ones that year. We did have some. They were big. He he comes up with some good ideas and some bad ideas. About 
That's oh, but that's the nature of being an idea guy. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's a pretty innovator. good stat, I think. I feel like I'm Michael Jordan of ideas, you know? I mean, L50-50 be a good good stat yeah, for anything. Fame material. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I got more if you guys want me to keep going. Yeah, give, it, give us one more anyways. All right, one more. Well, you know. We'll bring it. We'll bring it to Eagles Nest. So we, we. I already know where you're going with this. Probably the blinds. Oh yes. So so old Eagles Nest kicks off first summer. That's the place we hunt, by the way. Correct. A lot of a lot of episodes. He's got Frank and I down there digging post holes in the heat of the summer in these wild locations. That look, try it. That all, look cool to kill a duck. That do look cool. And I'm like, hey, these fellows that have been hunting here for like 30 years, there's a blind over there. He's like, these guys don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and really. And so we, we put uh, uh, countless man hours, horrible man hours, hot digging holes in about a dozen blind locations. And I mean, a dozen's a little bit extreme. Probably five. Okay, we'll go Swag five. hole, mini six. Mini six was a best. Island was okay. Island work. Island was good. Yeah. Island yeah. work. It's now in the refuge. Either way, we do yeah. a lot less work now, I feel like. Thank God. Oh. Yeah, we did. Did you end up ultimately putting them back where the, where the old guys were hunting? Uh, no, not all of them. The gar hole? That, that's, yeah. well, we don't hunt anymore. Yeah, we don't hunt. <clears throat> we put one back in there. But yes, they, they I did. mean more or less. The old guys kind of they not hell hole. They know they knew where the hole. ducks were killed. That's for sure. They definitely we, we said. ducks for sure. That was an easy one. Yeah, that was a no brainer. Yeah, that was their best hole. Yeah, yeah. So Eagles Nest is like a big WRP, like mm-hmm. older willows. How how old are those willows? Ninety four. Okay, ninety three actually. Ninety three. So. Yeah. It was a thirty-year-old. It was a place when you were younger. You know, everybody in there. It it never got marketed, and nobody really knew about it unless you knew a member. And you know, if you got invited to it, you made sure you were skipping school, skipping work, whatever, to to go there because it it, it's one of the coolest places in the world to hunt. Willow trees, you know, corn flooded willow trees with corn in it. I mean, it's a wild-looking place, and it kills a lot of ducks. So, just one of those places when you were younger. You made sure to drop everything you had. When I first started hunting Eagle's Nest, like I said, I was used to hunting state places. And those ducks are rice fields. Our rice fields. And those ducks, as you know, you call at them. They get called at all the time. They get called at daily. They get hunted hard. When we first started hunting Eagle's Nest, it was amazing how much better my duck call worked. There, I was like, "Damn, ducks do still react like they did ten years ago." You Mm. know, like I remember, or fifteen years ago, uh, it got much more effective when you are where the ducks actually Mm want to be. Yeah, yep. Having a good spot sure does make you a good caller. Big facts. Yeah. And it teaches you how to call ducks. I mean, you you know when they respond, you you just learn what to do and when and. It is interesting, though, to hear you say that about um, blind locations, you know, and the old guys, oh, and man. not that they necessarily, you know, knew any more, but they watched it. They've tried and I mean, it. Yeah, and there's like, like we're kind of toying with that at our place right now. Like, we built a blind and a point on some trees that 
like you can shoot four different winds, you know. And so it was a great idea because it's like if you're just going to go somewhere for the first time, you keep all your options open, right? And I mean, I'd never hunted a permanent spread. I'd I'd been, you know, tromping around in the woods, just right. going wherever I could get access to. Well, the ducks want to land like 150 yards behind the blind. I mean, and in it's the like, woods, it's a little it's no it's a little opening back there. It's kind of on the back side of this tree line, and so I mean they'll they'll swing and they'll swing and then like. About you know two out of three groups wants to pitch back there, you know. Yeah. And now now so at first it was like we're not ever gonna hunt back here. Now the conversation's like, and we're not how big there. of a blind should we build back here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, so I guess my point is just it's interesting to hear y'all say that about a place like Eagles Nest because you, I mean, you can do a lot, but they're gonna go where they they want to go. I mean, oh yeah, you ain't forcing them nowhere. Well, that's one thing how, I've learned. How many times have you been deer? Uh, not, not you, Brad. Oh, but I love a pinch point. <laughs> scout, scout, scout and deer, and you find a perfect tree, and then you go there and you look up there, and there's an old two by four or something hung in the tree, yeah. thirty foot, and you're like, hmm. We, I'm we, not the first one we, to figure yeah, that out. Yeah, yeah. It's a good point. You got any crazy stories before we dive off too deep into the? You gotta no. have some bad Eric ideas. No, I, I gotta, yeah, I gotta think. Of, I gotta think about it beforehand. Okay. Maybe, maybe tomorrow. Good thing we ain't talking about good ideas because they know a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take one good idea from each of them if they want. I mean, Deacon. No, I'll, I'll I'll hit you with it. I'll hit you. I'll build you back up. I'll break you down and build you back up. <laughs> All right, Coach. Class, let's hear it. Class, classic management. <laughs> That's right. The snow goose rig over there that had never really been done uh, over at Dudley. Er, Eric, the Eric, spread, the spread. Is that uh, y'all's permanent spread? Is that he put in a permanent spread had never really been done, and and that was kind of the first big land water snow goose spread in that area or anywhere maybe. Right, and that that killed a ton of geese thousands for, uh for for many years but it did take us about two years to get Ugh. where we were killing 20 or 30 and then the third or fourth year started going hundreds you know well the first year we had what five thousand decoys covering an 80 acre section we didn't really know what was oh man we what was the magic recipe in a nutshell, everything's set right. I mean, just to pr- where your decoys go is the biggest, most important. Really, thing. he's not sharing secrets. Look at him; well, he's yeah, keeping no. it. I mean, like, <laughs> so give me a there ain't no there ain't no secrets anymore. It's over. Well, that's fine. I I want just from a high level, like you're talking about two decoys or two dozen oh, or no, two hundred dozen. We use, we use I mean, three thousand full bodies and five hundred floaters, give or take. Now we'd have to move our floaters a lot, about every win. But so you were hunting like is it a rice field, rice field shallow a, water? Yeah, and it would fade. The water would be to the north, so you would shoot over the water, okay, and then you'd flood the water right up to the pit edge, like from me to you, or closer if you could get it. Yeah, yeah really, right here. The closer you can get it to that edge, the better. And then you would use the full bodies to hide the pit, and you would blend them into the water, so you would blend the full bodies in with 24 inch takes when i got out the water so that there ain't no transition or anything it was just smooth flat and so the it, you're you're shooting south wind i mean because you're facing north and those geese are trying to set up Land, on that on little it. 80 acre yeah there's 80 of acres water. of water and i mean the decoys were close together yeah they were maybe a foot 
You that, could, you could bear, you, we, we had a little trail them. going to the pit, you and you walk couldn't walk anywhere else. You, I mean, it'd take a dog to find the d- geese and the decoys. You weren't just really walking around and getting them. It was so tight. interesting. But the biggest deal tight. about that, to me, was the water, A, and B, that we hit it right on the edge of where snow goose hunting started to become cool. Now you go over there, there's spreads everywhere, everywhere. and those 100-day birds days are just and permanent they're kind of gone. gone you know uh so you had a duck pit there or you I mean you had a 12 man like a, i built well i built it just for this like i just dove in no i still got the pit it's 44 foot like uh osceola oh yeah no, not an osceola works. uh bio oh yeah i think like the little mm-hmm. top oh yeah it's it was something and we we put it in it was pouring down rain we were so excited I put it in january because it took them so long to get the damn thing built. Yeah. Oh, Adam Lyerly's known for taking a minute. Oh, man. <laughs> He's colossal. Good, nice guy, but boy, he was. Yeah, and it was big, you know, and nobody really snow goose hunted out of a pit. They'd done permanent spreads, but they thought you had to drag your – they didn't think you could set one spread in a pit and shoot them. I mean, I, Habitat Flats didn't even have pits then. No. They were dragging their layup lines. Nobody thought it could be done because they thought you had to move the wind. Move your blinds with the wind. They would drag them to the other side of the hole. So and, if you and if you're moving your floaters, if you had a southeast or a southwest, you just adjusted your kill hole a little bit, kind right. of thing. And just kept yeah. them from flying over the decoys. Yeah. You know, you don't want geese flying over decoys until you shoot them. Really, if you can somehow pull that off, which is very hard. But north wind, we just roll with it. You just turn around and shoot them at fifty. You yeah. know, who cares if snow yeah, geese? Yeah, yeah. You know, instead of shooting them at ten, you shoot them at fifty on the north wind. And would y'all just sit there all day, just trying oh. to pick flight days, or what? We- Day. Oh, that's why it's hard. You can't do it when you got a family all day because you never know, and you're ne- you're never going to have it right. It's never going to be right. Now, now we chase feeds. No, yeah. that's that. The permanent spread deals over yeah. for us. Well, I might have one more. We were, we were four four for eight. I kept track of it. What do you mean? Fifty percent on when we got the geese and when it was just a on feeds last year. But no, like out of that pit when, on on chasing feeds chasing or on permanent feeds. spread. On chasing feeds, we were four for eight. Okay. Counting it as a win. Oh, huge win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Four wins, four hey, losses. Four, would, you, yep. would you say your four – okay, so chasing feeds, would you say your four wins were better than your four wins with a permanent spread? Mm. Oh, yeah, you're because you're out of there it by 10 depends. o'clock. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I mean, that's it's all day. You, you kill 100. If you kill 250 out of a pit, you're there till 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. But and there was a lot of our biggest days. That one day we killed – five of us killed 220. Me and Gerald and you and – You're usually only uh, – yeah, you're usually hunting. I mean, all day long. So, you know, going doing what we're doing with this spread uh, feed deal, it's a heck of a lot easier. It's a lot easier, and you can kill them and get home. Yeah, because yeah. we we know literally right off the bat. Not right yeah. off the bat. I mean, you're the coming 30, there from a roost, and and you you're in. Either come I mean, in or they don't. Yeah, then we thirty send, minutes. We rock paper scissors on who's going to run them up a couple times, and we go home if we don't. You know. And uh, there's no, there's not a turkey that gobbles hard enough, or a mallard duck comes through the trees. The snow goose deal, when it's right, is the like the day we killed 300. That was the best hunt of my entire life. That was the funnest I've ever had. Most fun you've ever had. Grown, wow, grown adult, wow, grown adult. That's strong. That's. Wow, that's I'm bold. not going to argue that's with them, but I, that's, that's an opinion. Bold, that's a bold statement, Cotton. When they're when they're <laughs> migrating in a permanent spread, and you shoot from daylight till dark. It's a load of fun. I can see that. I mean, I mean I'm, when I'm you shoot a case and a half of bullets, but it is it is long and drawn out. So are you uh, 
12 people shooting. Yeah, deal like that. Everybody's bringing one case, two cases. Every, and one, you just yeah, never know. every day. Typically, no. I mean, on permanent spread deals, but on the yeah, yeah. deals, everybody's feeding, right, right. bringing like two, three boxes. Yeah, I'm just saying in the permanent spread days, oh. that's really what I want to hear yeah, about. Yeah, but in, 20, in oh. 2017, in 2017, we shot 114 times, or 2018, whichever year. 17. No, 18 was, was the spring the that was so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we shot 14. Yeah. And we didn't start we hunting until February I mean, 15th. We're, we're not snow goose hunters at all, and we shot over 104 times with with buddies and just chasing them up and down the road. But there were so many juvies that spring. Mm-hmm. What, They're did, saying this year is supposed to be hey, really I seen strong. a flock of specs yesterday. It, it is. Yeah. I, I seen them with my own I seen good eye. I hope you're right. <laughs> I don't know if they'll show up, but I'm telling you, section after section. I feel, like I, I feel like I hear that every back. year. Man, the hatch no. is awesome. I seen Man, a flock, awesome. I seen a flock of specs that. yesterday, and there was 30 in it, and there was not one goose with a marking on its belly. They were all juvies, the whole bunch. Yep. Which is a I sad indictment for January the 8th that there's a group of juvie specs here. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That should not be. They won't be no. here in four or five days. Mm. But, yeah, the permanent spread deal. All right, so, so fast forward, y'all were hunting in college together. Brad's underage drinking at the <laughs> at Eric's concrete block house. Falling asleep at Slingers in yeah. the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> How did we get from there to here? Uh, well, I farmed for a while, and then this deal come about. And where, uh, where offered did, to buy eagles, or they offered to sell eagles, or the, we thought there was a chance they'd sell eagles' nest, and. You know, Andy had asked me three or four times, hey, why don't we start guiding? We, we can do this with all the ground we got. And I'm like, man, we ain't got a good enough spot. That's what I always tell everybody. Like, why weren't you guiding when you had the farm? I'm like, man, 1,500 well, ain't enough. Let, let me back you up. Uh-huh. Which we talked about a little today was Eric and I made a pack right out of college. We we guided snow geese for two years. Oh, I forgot about Real Action Waterfall. Well, that's all I was going to ask you. What, what was that? So... That was, so Either he had to write a paper or I had I to write a paper. And he was like, Eric, pay me 50 bucks to write his paper for him. <laughs> and, I, and so I sat down and put a dip in and hammered him out a business plan in 45 mis- minutes. And I was like, here's this guide deal. Here's how we do it. Here's the cost. And here's the revenue, yada, yada, yada. And we're like, you know, let's, let's, let's give it a whirl. So we, after I get after I turn it in for a paper the next year, we're like, oh, let's do it. And I'm like, oh. So we did it for two years, and I three only, years, three, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, pretty we, successful, when really. We, when we started this thing, we were like, but we'll never, never guide duck hunting. Like duck hunting is sacred. Money and ducks. We love shooting ducks, and ducks are for ourselves. We'll <laughs> never go down this path. And he was like agreed agreed <laughs> luckily my career went a completely different direction and i'm like i'm out of this this thing doesn't make no money like, yeah. adios and uh and then eric's like gets this opportunity with eagle's nest and he he's he went full tilt and now that's that's his deal and uh it seems to be working out it's awesome mm-hmm. we did pretty good on the snow geese yeah, we made like five hundred dollars or something. <laughs> we had a lot of cool stuff, though. We had a lot of cool. Were y'all were y'all circus gadgets? I mean, y'all try all of them, oh, all the flappers, all the flyers, all no, the clone no, spinners. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, 
Buddy, we have tried everything. Dude, I've got enough snow goose stuff in a barn over there. Yeah, Flappers, rotaries, just crazy amounts of stuff. Y'all really should go with us to Canada and and just shoot rip geese. into those geese a couple times. Get even with them. Shoot. I don't know why I, we every day. It. I want to go every day and shoot snow geese. I, I, I don't can't care even about explain to you or how many. Like we we don't even mess with them. The <sighs> only time we set up white stuff is to hide from ducks. That's it. Mm. Oh, not me. Mm-hmm. I'd be me. Yeah, I would. I'd feel bad about shooting the ducks, but I wouldn't feel one bit bad about killing all the geese. Correct. <laughs> every one of them needs to die. Every all one of them. Like I'm a conservative dude, but they need to kill them. They need to poison them. Get rid of them. <laughs> I mean, they're terrible. When you were a kid, were there a bunch of snow geese? Oh man, it was way. When they, I was a kid, we so, didn't see so them like they are now. Well, yeah, dude. I remember in high school just driving. It was crazy. There was so many geese then. Like, well, we don't we don't see like you know like the Delta waterfowl does the duck numbers. We don't see that for snow geese, do we? Do they have a population? I have no idea. I yeah, just thirty know, million like, or something. I just know anecdotally thirty million or something crazy. I think. But we're in desperate need of beer, aren't we? Text Girk. Ask for six. Don't ask Girk. <laughs> Girk got scolded last night. He's pouting. Shout out, Girk. He just said, no, he's a kid. You know. He said out at the wrong table. I said, Girk, out. He got all mad, thinks I don't like him, I guess. But he got his ass chewed by Eric. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he's not Yo, used Girk, to that. what are you doing? It was a great opportunity because I was able to go, you know how you think I'm mean? Eric's meaner. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. <laughs> no, he's I won't all right. make him cry, he's... but I'll push him to the limit. <laughs> One time I made AJ cry. I got on him so hard. No, I mean, as far nah, as numbers nah. go, I don't know what it was like in Missouri. I didn't, I mean, I didn't, the first yeah, time I hunted in Missouri was water for waterfowls when I came up here with y'all. Right. Two years ago. So, but I just know in Arkansas, there, when I was just out of high school, so like, 2000, 2001. We what year loved did you graduate? 2000. 2000. So, okay. like, immediately after I got out of high school, there were um, there were some older guys that I knew that were probably, if I was 19, they were probably 27, 28. And they were snow goose hunters. And they had chairs, like, they were buying plastic, you know, patio chairs and cutting the legs off and spray painting them white. And, That's a I good mean, idea. And shooting I mean, shooting a bunch of geese, out mm-hmm. and, and it was nobody awesome. Was put, nobody was messing with nobody. The geese. Yeah, literally, just... literally. A few years later, this dude started a a, a web forum, and it was called it was called uh, huntingsnows dot com. Mm-hmm. He sold I it. And, I mean, it turned into a web forum, and mm-hmm. like it was a big deal. But anyways, uh, we we followed him around, me and one or two buddies, and we tried everything from, you know. Uh, garbage bags with gravel in the bottom of them to to the real Texas flags. I mean, to mm-hmm. nobody had full bodies. Yeah, and no. We were terrible at it, but we'd drive around, and I just can remember we'd ride for a whole day and maybe see one or two groups of snow geese. And now, between West Memphis and Brinkley, I mean, oh. I mean it's gazillions. So I, I, I was just curious if y'all saw numbers like that when, you know, like in the last 20 years, has that changed for y'all, or is it I feel like it's stabilized mm-hmm. from for in the last five years. I mean, there for a while, it seemed like every year it was more and more and more. And I don't know if that's uh, from the 
you know, the bird flu or whatever, or people killing them or hatches, but it seems like we're seeing about, from my perspective, about the same number of snow geese for the last few years. And they've never sat on that Sanderson farm. The old Sanderson farm? No, they ain't been there. And they did this year, so. Mm -hmm. I think everybody, a lot of people overthink it. Um, At the end of the day, you're hunting one or two-year-old, three-year-old geese. I mean, the full bodies matter. A lot of it matters, but where you are in the field or you know what field you pick uh determines your hunt mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we ch- we kind of changed our tactic i'm not going to say it i mean it's a pretty popular deal but it's worked for us so 50 percent we'll take it let's yeah. circle back to you saying that snow goose hunting beats <laughs> any I didn't, gobbling I, turkey what i meant what'd you say Stand on that statement. We're going to put you... Stand on business. Stand on business. (laughs) I mean, I've said it my whole life. A good... Like, a really good day snow goose hunting is the funnest that I'll ever have. Really? Because I like like hearing the the guns go boom, and I like seeing stuff drop. This is part of it. It's in my blood. I did not... (laughs) I I did not know Brad was a big rain out guy. I mean, that's... But then then people will ask me, uh, or I'll tell people, like, Jeff, I told Jeff, I uh, down at White Oak, I said, "Yeah, I like duck hunting, but I like turkey hunting a heck of a lot more." <laughs> Nobody thinks that about our crew, but I, yeah. I, I, yeah, everybody yeah. thinks that. See, my problem is my favorite is whatever time of year. It Me is. too. I don't I, pick I, favorites. I, 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 yeah, but you have to pick one right now. It'd be turkey hunting. Okay, if, if if somebody said you had to quit everything, okay. if you had to quit everything and keep one, it'd be snow goose hunting. <sighs> If you tell me it's going to be a you good have day, to, yeah. you can, well, Spence, you have to keep one hunting. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You have to pick. It's life or death. I would say. I would look at him and say, "Good Lord, didn't ask me to pick, so I don't think well, I should." This have This is to, a but, hypothetical. No, yeah. man. It just. I mean, in the begin, in the you know, late in November, early December, I'd pick duck hunting. I mean, <laughs> well, Gosh, obviously, it. It that's not the question. It doesn't stay the same. I mean, it, I don't. I don't know that I could pick one. Yeah, that's that's what makes yeah. the question so fun. You gotta if you had to give up everything. I guess I'm just saying it depends on what day you asked me that on. Because yeah, you know, hey, you're beating a dead horse here. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'll get it out of him. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get it out. Maybe I'll come over here and grab his cat. I got beers coming. We're gonna find that. I'll say turkeys this January the eighth. I'm kind of tired of duck hunting. All right, give me a ride, baby. We got to the bottom of that. Yeah. Oh, what's yeah. yours pick? Turkey hunting. Okay. And my second would be elk hunting. Yeah, we haven't done that yet. And I, that probably would top everything I've ever done. I, I will say I'm not a huge big game hunter, and that was the most intense adrenaline rush I've ever experienced hunting. Where was it? In New Mexico. But, I mean, the, the elk I shot was 35 yards and bugled. Like, I was at full draw when he looked at me and bugled. And then uh-huh. turned his head, and, and I mean, I let the air go, and then lost all. <laughs> like, I, mean, I felt like I was at a Pentecostal church Did speaking kill in it? tongues. Oh yeah, it was you unbelievable. You had to love that. It was. You had to love. That was your one time, and you said, "I'm good." I've been one time. I went on a three day hunt, and I shot him in the first two hours I was there. No okay. Oh well, that's why you're ruined. I mean, it's easy. I Just mean, find a pinch I, point. <laughs> <laughs> Get above them. I mean, it's turkey hunting on steroids. It's making moves and calling on bigger terrain. Yeah, it is. It is. Eric would love it, but you got to be in shape for it. 
son. Right. I, I got a seven-minute uh, appara- mile so in me right now. Yeah, I better not start. A seven-minute mile. That makes my hamstrings hurt you thinking about wait, it. Wait, did you just say I you could run a seven? How much, I don't how know much if I can walk the next day. How much do you want to bet? I got $100 that says you can't run a seven-minute mile. He's got them killdeer legs. That thing's go fast. <laughs> <laughs> I've got $100 I'd be willing to put on that, but I feel like for 200 bucks he would run a seven-minute mile. You want to do it? I haven't seen him run from here to the lodge. Mm. You want to do it? I mean, it'd be torture, but I'd pull it off. It's mind over matter. (laughs) I'm plenty athletic. It's simple. Two hundred. I love that about It's it's a mental game. Let's go. I've got a big. You just told me. (laughs) <laughs> Going back to your Shaquille O'Neal analogy, Spencer <laughs> said he could do leg presses for the next Every two day years. for two years. You he ain't never going to dunk a basketball. But dunking a basketball like Shaquille O'Neal and pulling a seven-minute mile out your ass for a $200 bet, those are different. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, a seven-minute mile is tough, when but you're it's an not athlete, like, but. Hey, you're talking to a marathoner, buddy. Uh, I forget. 26.2, yeah. put it in the bank. How come you don't have a little sticker on the back of your truck? You didn't see it? <laughs> it's right there below his bumper there. Is it? No. No. Right under the... Uh, I like dude sticker. <laughs> <laughs> There's a dolphin laugh if you ever hear... Ah, ah. Rescue dad oh. with a little paw. Oh, Are the boy. Joy 99 stickers... Yeah, so, yeah, Real Action Waterfowl. We had a big following coming out of that deal, and then what? Real Action Waterfowl. I guess I took it over. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag grind. Hashtag hunt raw or don't hunt at all. Yeah. It was a pretty good slogan. <laughs> Y'all yeah. are a mess. I, Spencer knew who we were before we knew who he was, I promise. Perhaps. I knew y'all through the – I knew AJ at least through the, the – Refuge forms. Oh yeah, because I moved big, to, big Al refuge yeah, form I, I moved to St. Louis to go to seminary school. That's right, and met Big Al, and, and that's where you no. were busting or selling oh, yeah. beer. Because somehow I had talked to you and Big Al and somebody else, and I knew y'all went to Christian Brothers Collegiate High School, mm-hmm. and I was living in apartments next to CBC. Yeah, at the old one on Clayton. And correct, Cl- correct. So I connected with with Big Al, and we started like once a week. We there was a place up there at Ballast and something called Growlers. Yeah. And we'd, yeah. we'd drink beer. I was the only one in there who would drink light beer. There, you know, Big Al was trying to get the growler, you know, and go through all the Like, you got anything that tastes like Bud Light? Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, we no got Bud way. Light. Cool. I'll take that. Big Al. <laughs> we need to get him. We should phone him in on one of these deals. Oh, we I don't should. think Big Al has duck hunted. And no, he. Nah, last time I seen Big Al, he was walking through the sewer at my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> he come up and he had all over his feet covered, Are you walking serious? ankle deep on the on the drain line of the sewer. And, you know, it was pretty much flowing because there was a bunch of people there, and Big Al just didn't even realize. Look down, and he sent to his ankles <laughs> in a white tux, and that's a wedding in Dexter, Missouri. Right oh my there. gosh! I don't know what he was doing back there, but <laughs> Big Al. Yeah. So real action waterfowl social media then transformed to mm-hmm. daybreak. The D- daybreak. Daybreak. Yeah. Started filming in college, and uh, it was at the time it was me, Rory, and Sam and you know we just started filming everything because we were yeah. hunting all over the place. We were going to public ground, um, 
going to Dudley, anywhere we could hunt. That was 2015, 16? Yeah, I think 15 or 16. Uh, It's funny because I thought about right before we were doing this podcast, uh, Daybreak and Rolling Thunder, I feel like we're the only ones that were... 100%, and y'all were before us. Yeah, putting out short short films films on Facebook. We were trying to to do a television show. So I was like 14, 15, and 16. I was taking anybody that had a television show hunting. Lee and Tiffany... Terry Horton's bunch. I mean, like, we were just inviting people hunting. and Where and at? Wherever. We were taking them to the public woods, took a couple trips to North Dakota, and we'd invite them up there. And it was – but but it just – we couldn't get the sponsorship dollars because social media was growing so much. And it was obvious that people were going to start putting videos on social media and watch it because there just wasn't – nobody was talking about getting content and the kind of things you hear now. But And y'all were crushing it. I mean, just with the idea right out the gate, it was like, Hang on, <laughs> but it, it was just, it was just us show. and you it at was. the time. Think about it, what it, I mean. Think about what it's now. It's wild. 2017 was the first year that we published films, and y'all were a year into it at that point. I think that's the way I remember. What, what year did Rolling Thunder start? 2010. Um, I, I think one of your first viral videos was you and your son mm-hmm, in the woods, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was that was January of seventeen, and then you guys put your first video out of I think Canada geese, and you were writing in that book. Right, that was the fall uh-huh. of seventeen. It's a great so idea. Like, y'all, y'all were crushing it in sixteen, and we were failing at a television show. And in January of seventeen, Dylan put out this. It was the first time he'd ever hunted in the woods with us, and we shot exactly three ducks, one of which came to the decoys. The other two of which got shot walking to the boat, like Tree as they slipped. Yeah, and uh, one of them was banded, and my son was there. He was like five or six years old, and so he got all these shots of like handing a duck to to trip, and all of a sudden he posted it, and I mean it went like it went over a million views in two weeks. Just I mean went bananas, and I never remember like I'll never forget just thinking, holy crap! Like that was a terrible hunt. And it went viral and influenced people. Why am I screwing around with this whole television show yeah, thing? No I mean, it was like watching Brandon and Rory and Sam, and it was great stuff. It was like the kind of stuff people wanted to watch, but it was, you know, television was, even at that point, wasn't what the, yeah. the younger generation that was going to buy calls was looking at. They were looking at social media. It was like, uh, this is a no-brainer. <laughs> you know, but growing up, you watch duck hunting shows, all these TV shows, and honestly, I... I I mean, I I never seen a hunt that'd be a top 100 for me. Like, there wasn't ever any good. Some of the primos ones were pretty cool, but, like, I mean, yeah, Duck Commander. The first, duck, you know, Duckman won some of those early Duck Commander. But other than that, Man, they're those definitely. Are, those some early, R&T ones. Those foils are, videos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was just about to say that. Those yeah. foils those videos were. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, but not a hunting yeah. show. But you put out a, you know, until r and Murdering. Yeah. Cold, yeah, the, the, snowy, the, the corn field, killing mm. their rock ass. music. Yeah, everybody liked that. ACDC, yeah. Yeah. Motley yes. Crue, it was awesome. And and all that was just killing. Coll- it was like collaboration, like it, like a uh, what do they call it? Like a uh, you know, just clip after clip after clip. It wasn't a of it death. wasn't a television show format. Like right, it wasn't a flyway highway, bud. You know, and I come in there and cook on my uh <laughs> Well, just think about it. it went from like. The foils migrator of just like death to like now you have like 
almost the Heartland uh, bow hunter, like the mm-hmm. leaf falling out of the air and like watching a deer breathing. And like, you got to be somewhere in between the two of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I want to see stuff dying, but I also want to hear the tale. Mm. No, y'all were definitely, Rory especially saw that. Like, the, oh, yeah. The, I mean, could you imagine where that guy would be today? No. Just killing it. <laughs> no. No. I know he we was not it. a fan of hunting out of pits. Oh, no. And I, I remember that one time I took him out to the old G-Bottoms pit out here, and we killed a three-man teal limit, and I've never seen him smile like he did that day. He's <laughs> like, damn, Brad, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shooting your gun is fun. It was so weird. He I don't care went, what you're shooting at. He just went weird and went... Yeah, that was weird when he went to the no pit deal. Turn, turn purist, kind of like just wouldn't go. Yeah, I don't have that purist in me. I just, I don't. Kinda, yeah, I just, it's just I genetics, like, you know. Does something die when they die? It, whether it's out of a pit or yeah. standing that's against a, a tree. That oh. purist thing is a. That's a. That's like a psychology, because people do that with fly fishing and with. I mean, like. You pick the the oh, recreational yeah. topic. People, Golf. you have your yeah, you have your purist. Yeah. You know, yes. you have your then you have your opportunist. Who is like, I am know. an opportunist. There's either one of the two, and yeah. it's you know you're far yeah. apart. I have a preference. <laughs> I have a preference. If <laughs> but, you say, if you say hey, you could do this or that, yeah, right. yeah, I'll take the cooler I, of the. I two. used to be like you, when I just wanted to see stuff die, wouldn't care how it got on the strap, but now with the camera. Obviously, I could care less about that anymore. Yeah. But if I got back on the gun, I'd be right back in it. Oh, you'd have been over there I'm in not the out, pontoon I'm not banging out here. on ring necks with us oh, this yeah, morning. I don't, yeah, I mean, I'm, this guy, he, he the minute it, they're not, give me that gun. If you're not going to shoot, give me that gun. I, this, I ain't filming nothing today, and he's over here just ringing them out at 65 and in. Oh, I'm ready to go, you put me in a rice pit with three-inch BBs and watch out. I ain't here to watch stuff flutter <laughs> when I got a gun. <laughs> oh, no. I'm into the fluttering. Yeah, but when you know they're not going to flutter, that's my point. When you know they're not going to flutter, I'm going. Yeah, I agree. Hey, boys, this ain't going to be pretty today. Just get ready to shoot. Oh, boy. And don't comment on my call shot. Man. <laughs> I had to scold Will and them yesterday a few times very harshly. Can we go back to the our Eric bad ideas? Are we off that topic? You're more than welcome. There's still nah, three more available because okay. Brad didn't yeah, Brandon. give any. So. Can we go I mean, back to a shot call on the snow geese? Can we dredge those up? Which one? You know. Is oh, it like a specific? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just in general. But That'd I be mean, a great that... story for this. I mean, yeah. So this is the only <laughs> group of geese left in southeast Missouri. The only geese. There's not any geese further south. And we are banking on this. Our buddy Dragon, he sat on them all day. We were excited. It was probably only two or 3,000, but every one of them were juvies. And uh, we're all excited. Frank's here. He's pumping the music. I'm excited. I'm going to get some badass footage. And uh, go ahead. Oh, we walk. It's a bean field. I it's set the decoys perfect, a, I will say. Uh, oh, yeah. You, you set all of them. A damn cut bean field that was wet to begin with. So it's, it's a mud field. Oh, yeah. It's just a mud field, basically. Yeah, and we're, they're, we're, and they're getting slick water and out on top of yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> we're laying on backboards, and here the geese come. And mind you, it starts raining. <clears throat> so the mud in southeast Missouri is just, now it's Saturated. soup. We are literally soup. laying in soup. 
and, oh, the, yeah. and this group of geese comes in about three or four different times to about 35 and 40 yards. Nah, maybe and, closer. And, and Eric, like we've all experienced like buck fever or seen somebody go through it. I've never seen somebody like lock up. <laughs> Like the man who's never at a loss for words. He didn't call the shot. He just Let couldn't him fly sit. right off. He comes to the decoys four times. I just could, sit there. And, and they were closer than forty. Oh, they were in there. At, a whole and, wall. And of now, them. now, mind you, there's ten people that he'd lassoed into this mud adventure. The the best part about it was, you know, they swung around one time. Everybody was chattering. What are we doing? What are we doing? Swung around, swung around twice. All right, all right. You can hear Frank. He's filming on his phone. I'm, I'm sitting behind Frank and Eric. All right, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Nothing. They swing around one more time at, you know, and they're the furthest they have been away. And we, this is our last opportunity. And, and, he the, and we don't. Up. He doesn't call a shot. First thing he does, is get up on his knees. He goes, I said, kill him. That's what I said. I said, kill him. I said, no, you didn't. Everybody is scolding him. There is Everybody's ready to beat his to ass. Me for six weeks. People were chasing him around the spread, trying to catch him yes. to, to beat him. He ran. He was running through the field, and people were trying to hold him down. And then Frank uh, shot, discharged a pistol at the homeless guy yeah, and disappeared yeah, into the ditch. Yeah, there's a, that was a day. But I wouldn't Speaking say, of Frank, who? Who is Frank? How does he plug into this group? So Frank's dad um, was best friends with my dad. Okay. So growing up, uh, I grew up with him, you know, like okay, best of buddies, fished his pond behind his house since we were old enough to fish, and then that turned into duck hunting, and he and I are... I love Frank. He's one of my favorite people that hangs around here. He's just so so chill and kind of. He won't ever be the. He'll he'll always be the last one to go to bed. He's like, yes, that's exactly right. And the first one up. Really? Yeah. Yes. He's in fourth gear all day. Yeah. All day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a bad day, though. They wanted to kill Eric. That's happened many times, though. Yeah. and And then the day we killed 300, you know, which I was on Eric's side on this. Because AJ about blew it. AJ, as as much as you don't want to admit it, that day it did not matter, and those little twigs wouldn't have done anything for us. But no, we, I, I I didn't think it mattered on on selection of the spot about an eighty yard spot. I was uh, a little perturbed that that we didn't even look at my setup option prior to setting. I was up in there. the mo- I was in the groove, man. I'd been on them. I just had I was like I was an Indian. Ready to kill that. Uh, yeah, you were the guy coming down from St. Louis, hadn't seen her all yeah, year. We've mm-hmm, been we've been mm-hmm. in the in the tunnels, just mm, going to war trenches, in yeah. the trenches. In the trenches. We didn't want a guy from Grinding. St. Louis telling us what to do. And you're from uh, Nashville. Uh, yeah, I'm from Nashville. I've no, no, yeah. What That's do they know about him in Nashville? But I'm hunting every day. Either way, though. <laughs> either way. <laughs> we find an awesome feed in the cornfield. And, you know, we, we're getting the A-frames out, and me and Eric are setting them up, and then AJ's like, what are we doing? There's freaking trees bat, down here that we can... badass hide. Yeah. Natural uh, hide. Either way, like, if you if saw... The ditch was deep enough that the blinds were below the field. Where we were, we were already hit awesome, and we were right in the middle of the field, so we weren't worried about them short-stopping us or anything. Because there was a big dish down there. And so him and Eric get into it. They start yapping back and forth. And I'd seen enough. And I think and you made I a video almost out of had him. him. Yeah, and the no. video is on YouTube, by the yeah. way. It's the I day we almost had him. 
he slipped up and I could have slammed him no. on his back, but it wouldn't no. have ended well. Then oh, he y'all tangled. Oh, yeah. oh, we, oh, we wrestled and I slammed I him. I had him. I had him. And we were, hey. I would have, it would have been more like me falling gracefully on top of AJ into the dish, but at that point, no. everything would have went. Yeah. We wouldn't uh, have been wrestling yeah. no more. No, he, he got it. He got it. I think it was videoed. It was I mean, 100% videoed. But it's I almost had. You, you watch and almost. see if you think. What, what <laughs> should, let's do you, a poll here. Yeah. You, think, you tell me if Doug Funny <laughs> had any chance Jimmy Neutron over here. <laughs> Hasn't lifted a weight in 12 years. Uh, Looks like a kill right, deer. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so let's just say chance. if somebody wants to find this YouTube video, what would be a good thing to search? Daybreak Outdoors on the YouTube channel. It's the most recent Snow Goose video we've put out. 300. It's oh, a, this is real recent. Real recent. Last oh, year. I, I thought we were talking ago. about like college days. Oh, oh no, no. no. Oh, no. I, mean, I might wrestle him tonight. <laughs> we, we still go at it on the Snow Goose deal. Yeah. yeah, the the snow goose deal is interesting because you hunt for sixty days and everybody's tired and wore of course. out, and then it's like more work than we're used to. You're tired, and then the losses are big. Yeah. so everybody's a little it's a lot up. higher stakes. A lot of higher. I mean, stakes. you got a lot of six and eights and tens in the duck hunting days, and then in, in snow goose, it's two hundred or zero. zero. Yeah. you're a zero the, or a hero, and I mean, the zeros are offensive. Four, I mean, they're they like, are like they kick they your ass. They hurt. Yes. They hurt. And man. then Eric did an interview in that episode. Said, "Boy, I can think of three hundred reasons why I was right on this one." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was right. Either way, it didn't matter. No, it didn't. Mm-hmm. But I got some more bad Eric ideas. If you guys want to. <laughs> Yeah, if we run out of ideas yeah, here. Yeah, if you run out of topics to talk about, just <laughs> let me know. I'm, I'm, I'm cooking them up. Over. Eric's Ideas Weekly. <laughs> I love it. So give me a, I guess on a more professional note, give me the elevator speech on North Delta. Yeah, so we're kind of full service guide deal, I guess, what, what you would call it. We feed them. We entertain them. We hopefully send them home with some ducks. Yeah, I mean, most of the time we do pretty good at the at least the last part. You know, yeah. I'm not now, saying we're great at entertaining every time. But. It's fantastic. I brought a group last year. I'm bringing two groups this year, and I mean, y'all are not cheap, but it's it's the highest quality option for my business to bring customers. I mean, I don't think about anything. They they have a great time. They drink too much. They eat too much. I mean, and the food is like. I've been a lot of places, and it's like, oh, that's a great meal. The food is not just great's not the right word. It's like spectacular. Like when I something last night. (laughs) When I think about what makes this place different than the other guide services out there, and you actually mentioned it, we were talking earlier, and you said you've got a bunch of friends and buddies running around here Mm -hmm. that like you guys are having fun. Mm -hmm. When we go hunting, and I've been on guided, you name it, fishing trips, uh, elk hunting trips, turkey hunting, turkeys, whatever. You go on other guided hunts, it feels like you're going on a guided hunt. When you go with us, we're all having fun. I would agree with that. Both thing. Making fun of ourselves. Making fun for of ourselves, one. talking <laughs> to the clients. They're talking to us. And by the end of a three-day hunt... It feels like a buddy hunt. Yeah, it does. And, I agree. And 
and I don't think you get that many places. Most of the places that you go, they show up. The guide shows up. Get in the boat. Get in the truck. Smokes I'm a cigarette for sure. And a- hits a Mountain Dew. <laughs> rips their vape every 30 for, seconds doesn't for sure, talk to anybody the high caliber excellent lodging excellent food like if you took it, there's like there's guides and outfitters right and if you if you started ranking them in, in in categories places that have exceptionally good accommodations food lodge and hunting opportunities those places seem to be even more distant from the feel of like a buddy hunting places the few of those places i've been are like stuffy and pretentious and sort of like you need to take your shoes off before you come inside i mean just kind of like and and i think y'all are the best blend of kind of just down to earth good old boys you know with like holy cow what what was the name of that food that we just ate it was the best thing i ever put in my mouth we we can't pronounce it either Acapuco, yeah, Asabuco. This, what's the venison bolognese? One of my customers brought his son this time, and uh, he's thirteen. And oh, Big Daddy Dover, big, yeah, Big Daddy's boy. His name is Colt. He's thirteen. I think he weighs one hundred and ninety pounds, and he's about six one. I mean, he's a whopper of a boy. Mm-hmm. And he said last night, he said, "Dad, I ain't never eat food like this, but this is pretty good." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So. And and even th- even though today was slow, which is uh, you know it's usually not like that, but it's crazy because you can shoot two one day and thank God it's a three day hunt because we always give you know a good opportunity for you to shoot them one of those days. Tomorrow just ought to be wild, unless unless I'm wrong it's about over. that. <laughs> we don't get them tomorrow. I'm yeah, I'll have to go to White Oaks at least one more time. If we don't get them tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know though. I don't know. I uh, it's changing fast and in a hurry. These ducks are getting smarter. There ain't very many young ones. I'm gonna step out to go get some beer. Okay, that's interesting. You say that. What What makes you say that? Just because when you're blowing out, you know, you just when them ducks are trading around and traffic ducks like they were today. If there were some young ones in there and you were hitting licks on them. I mean, I hit some good licks on them today. Like I had some good licks, and I was just like, you'd get a little bobble, yep. and you'd see the d- group kind of just get a little flicker in it, and you'll always drag back and, 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 and get back in V. You know, they'd, they'd come out and like, oh, 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 there'd be two young ones in that bunch of 50. You get what I'm saying? And then they'll, they'll ease back in. You know, you get four or five, you get five or six to fall out of a bunch of 100 migrators, you got them. Like... And that's what it, I mean, and they stay together. They get to the water quicker, you know, than none of this. I mean, migrators should come in, break down. Once they get, you know, treetop or whatever, they swing downwind. You hit them one time, they come light. That's how it usually works. Those ducks we were calling migrators today that we saw, what direction were they flying? Like south. Real foot to real foot. So, I mean, they're literally following the the river. Yeah, and they cut it off. That's what I think happens right there. So there's a bend. Eagle's Nest is kind of roughly uh, in the flight line of that bend, and they're just meteors. What I think. Yeah, but on years that – I can't stress this enough. On years that we have, I think, uh, a good duck season, yeah, it depends on weather and rain and all that. But And I'm not talking about timber hunting. I'm talking about, like, traffic spots, like we're hunting. 
it makes such a difference when you have a good hatch and when you have a bunch of young ducks because you can tell, you know, back in 2015, 16, 17, um, we had a bunch of young ducks. I mean, it shows in the numbers. And we haven't had that in the last four or five years, and you can see all these people getting fed up about duck season, yada, yada. It's just it really makes for a good duck season when you have a good hatch. And we obviously didn't have a good hatch this year, and I don't know many people having a good duck season. Now, we're not that far behind in numbers, but... uh, Yeah, we're clearly not. That's what's bizarre. But it's been a lot... The teal have been crazy thick, and that Until plays out the last two weeks. The, that plays out in the numbers. Teal are up twenty percent. Mallards are down twenty percent. So that's, that's so a, interesting. That's huh. a lot of ducks. First year we've seen mallards go back north. You mean like just a reverse migration? Oh, already? I had to. We had so many mallards youth season and first of November, and right through there, there was probably thirty thousand ducks down there, and I'd say a vast majority of them were mallards. It was crazy. You know, we had that cold front right there. Yeah, right there around Halloween. Yes, good, good one. Good front. Hell of a deer front. I did. Oh, oh. Y'all are big deer guys. Uh, Man. Uh, well, my buddy's trying to be. Point. I'm a big deer guy. How's it been going this year? We'll see. Tomorrow. I'm going to shoot one Wednesday. Okay. Night. I'm going to go it here shot. first. Yeah, we'll do another podcast. I want to kill it. <laughs> You're going to call in? <sighs> hey, Daddy. I killed that big one. Yeah. Hey, Have y'all Daddy. heard this Hey, Daddy story? <laughs> so, we're podcasting the other night. It's like Thursday afternoon at the shop. Me, Drake, Riley, and Aaron Girk, I think. And uh, we're almost finished, about to wrap up. And Drake's phone rings, and he goes, holy shit, this is Reinhardt. I was like, put him on here. He goes, I was about to say something really inappropriate, he too. He goes, hello? And Eric goes, hey, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> we just lost it. Why yeah, didn't you yeah. bring Drake? Drake's a staple. Why didn't I? He's got to be in on this deal. Well, I needed my call tune. Okay, uh, I can take care of that. I can, I can ship it back to Drake. I can do it. I mean, but uh, no, Drake didn't come on this one because he hunted Monday, Thursday, and Friday last week. And I mean, somebody's got to work. I worked last week. He's working this week. Oh, you we're, run a tight trading. ship over there, bud. I mean, we don't file a joint tax return. I think, I think getting to hunt an equal number of days is pretty, pretty. Pretty Freaking, fair. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty fair. <laughs> I mean, no, he uh, he would love to be up here, but uh, we've got a special batch of his calls Thursday. Uh, he's got to finish up today, and, yeah, they're ebonite and acrylic, so they'll be popular. And, uh, man, he's just, I don't know, busy time of year. They hunt his a lot call early. is my favorite. Really? Favorite cut down that I've. That's awesome. Long. The Levi cut? His name's Levi, right? Oh, Levi, Levi or Levi? The Levi. The Levi so cut? So Cor- Corbett that's here, my buddy Corbett Moss, he got one, and uh, he's he's kind of turned into a collector, and, and he's he's been picking up, you know, just being around the shop, he knows what the old stuff looks like, so he's been finding stuff that people have no idea what it is and buying it, you know, cheap and kind of building this collection. It's pretty fun, but he, he came in the shop the other day, and he said uh, – I need this uh I need this this Levi cut tuned. And Drake looked at him and was like, You know good and damn well my name is not Levi. And and, and he said, Well this call doesn't sound right, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call it Levy until you make it sound right. And Drake goes, Hand it to me and, and it squealed immediately, had a big chunk of bark underneath the reed, you oh, know. Really? <laughs> so he took it apart and just pulled the pulled the crap out of it, put it back together and he said, 
Now blow it. And he goes, okay, we can call it a levy cut now. Oh, yeah. I was giving him a <laughs> man. I had a big dip in it. I'm, we're sitting there by the tree. I go, your damn call sticks. I go, can you fix this sticking problem? He goes, hey, you idiot. He goes, you're blowing half a can of chew through your call. He goes, if you get a speck of sand behind it, it'll stick. And I'm like, so there's no workaround with the chewing. He's like, Those boys are, no. They're over the top about their duck calls. Dude, when I took mine apart, Riley about had a heart attack. Are you still blowing? I go, yeah. And then he cut me a reed, and I'm like, I couldn't make it pop. They can't, they can't even talk to me about it. I hadn't changed the reed and cork in my call in 10 years. And they're, they're going like, I have to order cork halfway through duck season because, you know, Drake will change the cork in his call twice Every, a day. That's a little excessive. <laughs> that's like, a little excessive. If anybody. Yeah, they're just, they're, they're particular about it. I'm curious. Like, Purest, for sure. If anybody knows AJ, uh, by the time he starts and by the time he's finished, he's covered in dip spit everywhere. All of <laughs> no, his that is thing. not That true. is 100% true. That's Literally everywhere. True. It's disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting. You wait tomorrow. If, Dre, if Gerald's – I haven't heard, but I'm assuming Gerald's working tomorrow. If not, I'll have to talk, have a talk with him. But uh, – <laughs> That's a good boy. Hey, you'll see tomorrow. AJ have it. If the wind's blowing tomorrow, he'll be full tilt tomorrow. It'll be dip spit everywhere. I don't everywhere. think that's gross. The worst is when you're turkey hunting and you put, like, you're walking down the road and you got a dip in and you strike a turkey and then you sit down real quick and you pull your face mask <laughs> up and then the turkey's coming and you just feel, <laughs> drool. you feel your mouth just filling up with spit. And you need and you, to spit so you bad. You need to spit so bad and your options are. A, I spit on myself, or B, I swallow this. <laughs> this is not, there ain't no option. This is not. This is turkey. not. Ha- this has not happened one time. And usually this, AJ lets it run all the way. And down. The longer you think about it, the closer the you are war- to dry heaving. Yeah. Just like so, <laughs> so. So invariably, I just spit on my mask. Let's just say. Let's be. Let's be clear. You, you do not need a clear duck call because it is disgusting to see the inside. He used to have one in college. It was disgusting. And Rick Haney. Yeah, shout yeah. out, shout out, Rick Haney. He did. He blew, and it was the most disgusting looking clear acrylic call. He made you've a ever great seen. call. He did. It Where did. is he these days? Uh, he DM'd me on Facebook the other day. <laughs> did asking he? how hunting was. Or something. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't know. Still guy? I don't know. I, I didn't it was tell a him. good call. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was great. Yeah, great guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't. I've never met him in real life, but yeah, he seems like he parties. How are the kids doing? <laughs> Uncle Keith came by today. I can't believe he didn't have his guitar. Oh, super surprised. Must be at White Oak still. He's a big Bellamy he a, Brothers he, guy. He has a rec, He has a, a a guitar that stays at White Oaks. Yeah. Seriously, sure. I mean, he, he has one that stays in his truck, but he has a he has one that's permanently there. Come on in, let yeah. Uncle Keith do a little picking for you. Sit down, guys. <laughs> we need somebody that plays an instrument yeah. around here. You think Gerald will pick no. up like a flute or something? I'm harmonica. Pick it up. Harmonica would be killer. Old skin flute, Gerald. Will. All right. I bet Gerald get down on harmonica. <laughs> Me too. The guy that wears panties. Yeah. You know? No, that's the other one. Uh, you want to tell? It? Oh, Jackson! Should we finally yeah, tell? Let's should we break air, it should we right air the dirt? <laughs> should we air the dirty laundry? Tell yeah. him what happened. Yeah, let's well, tell the whole hey, story. This is actually going to be news to Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, 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 because no, 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 no. he wears them every day. <laughs> All right, so 
We'll come clean. We'll just tell this tale. Oh, my so, God. This is 18 months worth of... This is. This is a two-year joke coming to light right so, now. Make sure, as a preface to this, make sure when you tell this story, you tell your part of this story. I will. So that I, I can will, tell I will, my I will part tell of this the, story. I will, I will tell the true... Oh, my true gosh. I got it's a bad deal. So... So it was the night before opening day last year, and and in the uh, North Delta group chat, Jackson White, one of our helpers, videographer people, kind of came at me in the group chat. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get this guy back somehow. So Frank Frank and I were out here. I'm like, man... What should we do to get back at this kid? <laughs> and Frank goes, let's start telling everybody he wears women's panties <laughs> and that you caught him during work weekend wearing <laughs> ladies' underwear. <laughs> How'd you catch him? Go ahead. <laughs> so, so the story goes, the, this made-up tale goes, I walked into the guide house and he was showering and his... His jeans are there. There's women's underwear in the jeans. And you can't hide that. I mean, right, you can. You it's wear right panties there. at He's that in the point. shower. I'm going to use the bathroom. And so we just start telling all the clients, everyone, literally. When, on a slow day, if we were, just. If you were at North Delta in the year 2022, we told you about this incident. The hey, Cisco you, driver was asking about him the other day. Right. So we tell. No less than 150 clients that Jackson wears panties. Hey, did you hear about the guide we've got that wears panties? <laughs> and they would all look at you like, no, no, like, tell us. Well, like, on opening day, we saw him with, you and, know, with and blue tell, jeans we, in. We tell him real apologetically. So and AJ, did, AJ, hey, didn't, AJ didn't tell anybody <clears throat> that this was fake. He was bringing panties from his house and putting them in Jackson's clothes so people would randomly see it. Also like the true. other guides. He didn't also tell none true. of the guides for like three weeks, and then also we finally true. had to tell the rest we, of them. We, we had a couple decoy panties mixed in there so to really add to the believability. And it actually made a couple guides come clean. <laughs> hey, I wear, I wear panties, too. I mean, I came clean. <laughs> Flosser. <laughs> They're a little bit more comfortable than Breeze. I mean. <laughs> oh, so, so anyway, we tell we tell so many people that word gets back to to poor Jackson's father-in-law. Which <laughs> my hey, little backstory: father-in-law is Eric's uncle, and yeah. he is crazy. He is crazy. He's on pet tigers. Yeah. And, so anyway. Uh, this man, oh, yeah. this man calls me on the phone and says, hey, I heard about Jackson. <laughs> he goes, He's about to marry his daughter. He Get goes, this in mind. He goes, certainly this isn't true, is it? And I'm like, oh, 100% it's true. <laughs> I, didn't, I couldn't break character. Frank and I had a pack. <laughs> and so, so... So that, that uh, like, there's hundreds of people out there that believe this, and we send them off into the world, including my whole group last year. Oh, everybody they got told us like the gospel truth. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We we, we probably need to let Trey know. So yeah. what? What, hap- I what, ha- what happened with you yeah. up in Canada? Well, so when the story got told to me, it was sort of like it was humorous, but y'all 
sold it so well that it was it was sort of a we're actually like really concerned about this guy, but we're not really sure how to deal with it. Like we need a cameraman. Do we out him? Whatever, <laughs> man. So fast forward, you know, eight months. It's August, early September, and I need an extra camera guy to go to Canada. <clears throat> so I start digging around, looking, talking to people, and can't find anybody. And so I, I texted Brandon and was like, "You think Jackson would?" would want to go to Canada with us. Would that mess y'all up at all? Don't want to poach your guy, but I could use somebody for four or five days. He was like, yeah, yeah, it'd be great. So I said, okay. I worried about it. I mean, because I had rented a house up there. And now, like, I'm taking 10, 12 guys up there. I'm adding in a new guy who, oh, by the way, wears women's panties. You know? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> like, I really worried about it. You think it. Grant Sinclair is a weirdo? We got a cameraman that wears panties. All right. All right. What? <laughs> what? Grant, I call Grant a weirdo all the time. <laughs> you know. So, anyway. He knows I know. Anyways, I, I, I worry about it. And I, I resolve in my mind that if he can hang out here with y'all for a whole duck season and survive, like, in the guidehouse, this has got to be all right. So, so I ask him if he wants to go to Canada. Yeah, he, hell yeah, he's in, you know. Got his passport, the whole nine yards. He's he's in, so we. I planned it. <laughs> I hate admitting this on the podcast because poor Jackson could have made a little more money. I'd have dri- I'd have let him ride with us if I knew it was normal. <laughs> I'm sure. So in typical, like I've, I've hired camera guys before, and who like knew when it cost him money? When you're not sure, you have a way out. So I had him fly. Like we got there on a Thursday, I had him fly in on a Monday. I fly out on a, on a Friday, you know, like I shortened up the week and all this. So planning, we, planning. That's right. So we 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 get there, we get all settled. Everybody gets, you know, uh, their their bedding lined out. Well, whatever day he flew in, he rode with a, a buddy of mine, picked him up at the airport, drove him in. Well, it was a it been a long day. I'm in bed, and we're we got air mattresses laid all over this Airbnb, and. Uh, it's maybe nine thirty, ten o'clock, and I hear a little noise, you know, at my door. <laughs> no, I did, I, did, I did not have the door closed. Uh, I, door, door eases open. And I look up, and Jackson standing there in my doorway. Beetlejuice looking son of a gun. <laughs> Backlit, you know. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. And he goes, uh, "Hey, uh, if you don't mind, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow up an air mattress right in here and sleep on the floor." I'm like, yeah, all right. I mean, that's 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 fine. I mean, it, it, we, truly, there weren't many spots, so I'm I'm laying there. I'm already exhausted, you know. And I'm like, this is this is this is where it happens. This is exactly how <laughs> something gets really weird. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, like check in his airline to see when he can get him a ticket. To fly immediately back out. sleeping on my back, you know, and like, wide eyed, not sleeping. <laughs> yeah, so. He gets his air mattress all set up. Next thing I know, shuts the door. <laughs> I sit up in bed. I'm like, Jackson, got to keep that door open. We need to be able to circulate back to this place. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay, okay. The door open. Poor we go, Jackson. We go through the whole week. Friday, we're, we're, we're finishing up. Yeah. I, I can't remember what was going on, but I called Eric. It was me and Drake. That's it. In the, tr- in the truck. And I called Eric, and I was like, I was like, man, 
something had gone I, on I asked that we how need Jackson to, did. I called to check out how yes, Jackson did. Yes, that's right. Did. You called and you're like, hey, how Jackson do? And I was like, man, he he did fine. And I said, uh, I said, man, I, I'll be honest, I was really worried about it, Eric. I, I mean, that whole wearing panties thing really kind of messed with my head. And, and I go, wait a minute. And, and, yeah, you went, you went, do what? And I was like, y'all said he wears women's panties, right? And I mean, <laughs> I, I said he was he was a perfect gentleman and perfectly normal and you just died laughing you were like hold on we've got to three-way vogler in on this (laughs) (laughs) and that's when you know we got him oh yeah he told me that story and i died and vogler got him back spencer's sitting here bragging on jackson and he goes man i just can't believe he wears panties i'm like oh (laughs) i go i gotta call you and he i I mean i didn't even talk anymore i go i got i got a three-way vogler he goes what's wrong what's wrong and spencer kind of caught him off guard and i (laughs) we had a break news so that's so impressive. He, so he doesn't wear women's pants. Well, we don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't been proven. Oh, we would tell him all kinds of. <laughs> it got pretty carried away by the end of the season. It was yeah, bad. We were it making was... up some wild. Well, the, when y'all told me his father-in-law did not know. Correct. And somebody made the point. I don't know if it was you or Frank, but somebody was like, I mean, Eric's struggling. With I it said it at Christmas. It's his, it's his, you know, it's, it's my uncle or my cousin or something, you know, whatever the family <laughs> You're one like, one of her cousins got him panties as a joke for Christmas. <laughs> that, That's that, a dirty Santa. Just a and I've got a picture of him at family Christmas wearing a lingerie, and he won dirty Santa, and he, he held. I go, Jackson, hold that up. Let me get a picture. <laughs> and I sent it in a group text to North Delta, and all the guides at this point thought it was real. They, we didn't tell a lot well, of people for a while, a three weeks. Of, yeah, a lot of people thought it was the, real. The people that had sense knew. Yeah, I mean, I knew – Wow. Oh, I knew Jackson wasn't no butt grabber, you know. <laughs> Is that experience you didn't tell us about, Brad? One day, down there in Blind Six. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are too much. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. You might not want to air this one. Yeah, you might want to wrap this one up. <laughs> no, it's fine. We just got another pitcher of beer that could go on a ways. Yeah. Well, it's been a good time, and uh, it – that story is great because it goes to really sort of circling back. It's that's like hunting with friends, you know. I mean, you guys can keep that kind of thing up and still get along after it's all. I mean, well, he doesn't well, know, so we'll see. Right. <laughs> He's fixing to find out. We'll find out Uh-oh. if we can all still get along. If yeah, you, if you well, can wear right, panties yeah. around this group, you're all right. <laughs> I guess you get to I'm tell gonna, him tonight. He might be here. I'm gonna actually, a, I'm going to get an email with his resume next week. So like, <laughs> Spence, we need to talk. Yeah, I'm out. You were the only person who hired me knowing full well <laughs> that, that I wear panties. <laughs> I like it. I'm going to need some bottom uh, land panties. So, Girk, it's not that bad, bud. It could, you could be worse, bud. All right. Like, you can pout around, but it could be worse. We could oh. make an 18-month joke about you. Mm-mm-mm. He's the next target. Oh, gosh. No, Tread <laughs> lightly, Kirk. This is a rough crowd. He's the next target. He was target. so nervous. He wouldn't even, he was like, can I put the camera on Eric or not? Like, he was like, so, I, I didn't know, I, I didn't know he was mad. I guess I got a little drunk. Uh, you got, a little. You got a lot drunk. Ah, whatever. I went to bed at nine. Uh, went to bed. Abruptly went to bed. Yeah, I, because I almost tripped. Some call it passing out. Well, wow. I mean, I, you did drive from here to there. <laughs> 100 foot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. 
Well, anyways, on, on that note, on, on that note, let's go to bed. Driving in the parking lot at North Delta. Oh, well, I would straw and we've, we've, We've bullshitted from one end to the other, literally. We've covered some topics. (laughs) Yeah, we need to do another one. Uh, We need to do one on uh, gut population and Missouri's new decision on the turkey hunting rule. That'd be a great combine. That'd get our blood pumping tomorrow or next week or next time. You know, the terrible part about that afternoon hunting is every turkey hunter in Missouri knows where their turkey is. Well, but they know where their turkeys roost because y'all can't hunt them in the afternoon. So you go and watch. hundred percent. Most other states where people actually hunt in the afternoon occasionally, they blow their roost up. You know, y'all don't. Y'all, which is great. It's yeah, great. I love great. drinking beer in the afternoon during yes. turkey season when you're on a trip. Now you're gonna have to grind. And it's gonna oh, like when you go to tech them other states where you can hunt all day. It's like man, I wish we had a one o'clock shut off because we ain't quitting. I mean, we ain't, you ain't. I mean. I ain't got no quit in this group. Well, if you're looking for a you know place to entertain some customers, or just uh, you know get made fun of, or <laughs> make fun of someone, or if, you're, or if you're into wearing panties, come on along. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> got something for everybody down here at North come on, Delta. Come on in, the water's nice. <laughs> I can I can honestly say strongly recommend. Uh, Y'all's operation, you're doing a great job. Keep up the keep up the good work, and uh, yeah, I guess with all that, thanks for joining us and appreciate y'all's time, boys. Let Peace. the thunder roll. Yeah, thank you. Let the thunder <laughs> roll. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that, that, boys and girls. By the way, that is Jeff. Mickle. I still have that saved, and <laughs> that is going to be a part of. The teaser clip. <laughs> Let the thunder roll. <laughs> hey, y'all, this is Spence and Frawley, and just wanted to say thank you for listening to another episode of our podcast. We really, really enjoy producing this podcast and would be really grateful if wherever you get your podcasts, if you would subscribe to the Rolling Thunder podcast and give us a five-star rating. Somehow, apparently, out there in internet la-la media land, (laughs) that helps our podcast to be found by other people like you. So, we just want you to know we appreciate you listening, and we'd like to ask you to subscribe and give us a five-star review and keep on listening. And unfortunately, recording podcasts don't pay the bills, so we just do this for fun and for y'all, and we want it to grow as bad as y'all want it to grow, so... We could really use your help in doing that. Share it with a friend. Yes, right. We appreciate y'all stopping by again. Thanks for listening.